Hello, and welcome to the Park Baptist Church Podcast with Pastor David Blakely. Our goal is to preach the Word of God in a real and authentic way, so you are filled with the Spirit to guide you through life each and every week. To learn more about Park Baptist Church, visit parkbaptist.com. And now, Pastor David Blakely. Howard Johnson, if that name rings a bell, there's the whole hotel chain of the Howard Johnson Hotels. Back in 1915, he wrote this poem. Once upon a memory, someone wiped away a tear, held me close and loved me. Thank you, mother dear. M is for the million things she did for me. O means only that she's growing old. T is for the tears she shed for me. H is for her heart of gold. E is for her eyes with love light shining. R means right, and right shall always be. Put them all together, they spell mother, a word that means the world to me. Now, those are the sentiments that we so often associate with Mother's Day. But I want to maximize the role that all women have because God's plan is not that every woman become a biological mother. And it certainly doesn't mean that only certain women um, have significance and value. So today I want to speak to every lady, every every female. Uh, And and I, I want to emphasize the, the value that each of you have today. I was reading in, in the Gospel of Matthew, and I came across this incident that occurred in Jesus's life. In Matthew chapter 12, it says, while Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak with him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. And he replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Now pointing to his disciples, he said, here is my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now I was really sad that this isn't isn't Father's Day because I would love to be able to ask the question, who's your daddy? But um, we're going to go with, who's your mom? Now, the easy answer, obviously, is the the woman who gave birth to you. Now, I realize a few of you were hatched, but we that that's for another Sunday. But but really, there's so much more to to this than just our biological mothers. The truth is that we often have people who fill vital roles in our lives. Uh, for, for example, both of my parents are, are dead, and I still need wisdom. I still need guidance in my life. There, there have been so many times that I thought, man, I, I wish I could call my dad or my mom to, to ask them uh, you know, for, for wisdom and guidance. And because my parents have, have both died, you know, I, 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 have, I turn to other people for that kind of help. You know, in essence, they, in, in many ways, become my, my surrogate parents. And in 1 Timothy chapter 5, Paul writes, Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat younger men as brothers, 
older men as mothers or older women as mothers and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Now, again, I don't want to take away anything from our responsibility to be good parents to, to our, our biological parent, uh, biological parents. Uh, we're, we're in fact commanded to honor our father and mother. But at the same time, I, oh, I want to emphasize that in Christ, we have others who are in the role of mother and, and, and sister. You know, I don't want to shake things up too badly, but do you realize that when you die, your biological relationships come to an end? They, they don't exist anymore. You know, if you are a born again child of God in heaven, your earthly relationships will not exist. You know, we will all be brothers and sisters in Christ. So, you know, you will certainly know your, your biological relatives, you know, who was, and, and who was your husband or your wife. But the only family that's going to ultimately matter is your spiritual family. And so, again, if you're part of the family of God, then the women who are part of the family of God, they are our true mothers and our, our true sisters. And that's what Jesus was saying back in, in Matthew that I just read. And so, obviously, as a result, we should treat the, the women in, within the, the body of Christ as our moms and as our sisters. So what's the role that, uh, that a, a lady has in the kingdom of God? Well, before my mother passed away, she, almost every time I talked to her, she would say, I just don't understand why I am still here. You know, I, I, I just wish God would take me home. And, you know, I, I want to tell you, especially older ladies, you are still living because God has plans and God still has purpose for your life. You know, you, you are living because God wants you active in, in the kingdom. You know, we need your wisdom. We need your perspective. We need your prayers. You know, if you think you can't do anything else, you can always pray. You know, and prayer clearly is the most important activity you can do to help another person. You know, it, we, we have, as a society, we are not doing a very good job of learning the lessons that the elderly already know. You know, too often we miss out on the gold mine of wisdom and, and the life lessons that have been learned. You know, I, I conduct funerals and it always saddens me when I start learning more about the person who has died and I discover the, the wonderful, interesting, fascinating things that this person had done in their life and now they're, they're gone, you know, and, and, and that's, a, that's a, uh, a pot of gold that can no longer be, be reached out to. You know, the knowledge, the wisdom, often the grit that those people had, uh, that, that's all lost when, when someone passes away. So 
ladies, we need to know what you know. Parenting, budgeting, dealing with life, you know, mentoring is so lacking and yet so needed. In Titus chapter 2, um, it says, guide older women into lives of reverence. So they end up as neither gossips nor drunks, but models of goodness. By looking at them, the younger women will know how to love their husbands and children, be virtuous and pure, keep a good house, be good wives. We don't want anyone looking down on God's message because of their behavior. Well, certainly in Paul's world, um, when a, a woman would reach a point which what we would call retirement, um, a lot of times they had absolutely nothing but time on their hands. And the logical result was that they would end up just sitting around gossiping and drinking, you know, so nothing's really changed, right? Um, <laughs> uh, maybe now they drink coffee instead. Um, but, you know, ladies, you have a lifetime of experience and wisdom that needs to be passed on. You have wisdom, you have value worth sharing. Uh, there were, I heard a preacher once who gave a challenge. He says that every person ought to have a Barnabas and a Timothy in their lives at all times. Well, what does that mean? Well, a Barnabas is someone who is mentoring you and teaching you, someone that is, is feeding into your life. And a Timothy is someone who you are mentoring and feeding into their life. You know, and, and so my question to begin with is, ladies, who are you investing your life in? You know, um, who and who is pouring into your life? You know, men, this applies to us as well. You don't go to sleep because you think you get the day off here. You know, do you realize that one of the proofs of our salvation is that we give of ourselves? You know, when, when we love others with, with no expectation of getting anything in return, that's what God does for us. And that's what we're supposed to do for each other. You know, I, I'm going to kind of veer off the path for just a little bit. And I, and I want to talk about understanding what the, the proof that you are saved looks like. Jesus said in John chapter 13, I give you a new command, love each other. You must love each other just as I have loved you. All people will know that you are my followers if you love each other. Do you extend love to other people? And I'm not just talking about your immediate family and, and your close circle of friends. That's easy. But to others who are a part of the family of God, you know, that, that's one of the ways you can know you are genuinely saved is if you invest into other people's lives. You can talk until you're blue in the face about what a committed Christian you are, but if you don't have love for others, you are a liar. 
You know, it, the Bible tells us that, and I'm going to read that in just a second. What, what that means is that you have a false faith. Don't tell me, show me. False faith will claim Christ. False faith will say, oh, I love Jesus so much. Oh, he's just so special to me. But if, if you don't care about other people, it, it's false. In 1 John 2, it says, if we obey what God has told us to do, then we are sure that we know him. If we say we know God, but do not obey his commands, we're lying. You know, the, the truth is not in us. But when we obey God's teaching, his love is truly working in us. This is how we know that we are living for him. If we say we live in God, we must live the way Jesus did. Now, we're not going to be perfect at it. I, I'm not trying to in any way communicate that, that if you ever mess up, then th that, the, that you're a, a false Christian. But is your heart's desire, are you trying to live a life that is obedient to Christ? That's, that's the, the first hallmark of being a genuine Christian. In 1 John 2, uh, it goes on in verse 9, he says, someone might say, I'm in the light. And that's just another way of saying, I'm a follower of Christ. But if they hate any of their brothers or sisters in God's family, they are still in darkness. Those who love their brothers and sisters live in the light, and there is nothing in them that will make them do wrong. But whoever hates their brother or sister is in darkness. They live in darkness. They don't know where they are, where they are going, because the darkness has made them blind. Well, hate here is defined really as indifference. Someone who just really doesn't care about other people. You know, that, that, that's what we're talking about here. Hate is, is just, I, you, you don't register. I don't really care. You don't matter. And if you are indifferent toward the, the needs, the hurts, the struggles of, of another believer, then what it means is that, that you're, you hate them, you know, that, that you just don't care. And what, what is even under that is when God, the God of the universe, this God that we have just been singing about, when he comes into your heart, when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you, you become a new person. You are radically changed. And so what happens is you begin to live differently. You begin to have love for other people that wouldn't have been there otherwise. So if, if someone is saying, I, I really don't care about other people. I'm really not interested in what happens to them. I could really give a rip. Well, what that means is the God of, of the universe has not taken up residence in your life. You are unredeemed. Those who love and obey God's word and express it in selfless love, those are the true followers. You know, false faith hypocrites cannot fulfill God's command to love. It's impossible. So here's the crucial test. 
You know, to, how to know for sure that you're really honestly a saved, born again Christian. Your faith in the Lord Jesus is shown by your desire to be obedient to him. And, and that's the evidence of salvation. And your love for other believers is proof of your salvation. So who are you loving? You know, who are you investing yourself in? And my challenge to you is if you're sitting here saying, nobody, then as I speak and as this service moves on, I, I encourage you to be prayerfully asking God, who would you have me, have me commit my life to? Who would you have me mentor? Who would you have me teach? I am so excited and happy for the formation of our single mothers group, the, the single mothers ministry. You know, there's a, there's a group of ladies in the church who have stepped up. And, and the idea of this ministry is to provide help and support and encouragement to single moms so that they don't have to go it alone, to, to be a, a safety net, to be an undergirding so that these ladies who are struggling with, with having to be single moms are, are getting some, some support, some positive influence giving into their lives. Good job. You know, I, I am so proud of each of you that are, are part of this ministry, you know, because what you're doing is biblical. You are investing into the lives of these ladies, not not to fix them or something like that, but just to be there for them, to support them. You know, I'm also really excited about the direction that our youth ministry is going because the model that Avery is going to use is one of discipleship. You know, adults connecting with, with young people's lives, you know, investing in them in, in a small group type setting. You know, men men working with the, the younger young boys and, and women working with the young ladies. You know, and, and I want to encourage all of you, if you're not a part of these ministries, do it. Get involved. Get connected. Give of yourselves. You know, the men's group is another place where, the, you know, men step up and they say, how can we help? What can we do to, to minister in other people's lives? They've, they've rebuilt kitchens and they are, are bathrooms and, you know, they've helped with car projects and they've done different things. You know, do we understand that is when the church is really being the church? You know, intimate relationships that are, are built on mutual care and support and love, all surrounded around the person of Jesus Christ. That's what we're supposed to be doing. You know, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody is. You know, maybe you say, oh, I can't do that. Is it you can't or you won't? You know, do you, do you know that if you regularly attend Bible study, you have more theological training than 90% of the pastors in India. Uh, you know, they don't have the luxury of years of sitting in Sunday school classes, years of sitting in Bible studies. They, they don't have access to any of that. Many of them don't even own Bibles. You don't have to be perfect. You have to be willing to say, 
I'm going to give of myself. I'm going to care about someone other than my little circle. Heaven forbid we should have to study and, and actually have to learn something. You know, oh my gosh, no, I can't do that. You know, transparency, honesty, you know, struggling. People need to see us struggle. They need to see you going through life. And when you're, when you're dealing with hardships, when you're dealing with struggles, they need to see you on your knees before God saying, God, I don't have answers here. I'm really hurting. I'm really struggling. And they need to see how, how it really honestly looks. You know, people don't need any more fake. You know, everybody's got Facebook. That Facebook, that's where you get to be fake. You know, nobody's real on there. But invest in the lives of people and, and show them that, that you care about them. Be real. You know, the mark of a genuine Christian is that we love, that we care about people. Again, our, our job is not to fix anybody. Remember, Jesus said, get the, get the plank out of your own eye before you go pulling splinters out of someone else's eye. All you need to do is love them, care about someone other than your own little tight group. Make yourself available. You know, maybe, maybe you are really busy. I, I don't know, you know, but maybe you're not as busy as you think you are. It boils down to priority. It boils down to, to making the time. So again, ladies, think about who are you investing your life in? And, and daughters, who is mothering you? Who is mentoring you? Seek her out. Be ready to learn be ready to teach. You know, how can you help? Pray for them. Encourage them. Teach them skills that maybe they don't have. You know, a lot of people don't know how to balance a checkbook. You know, a lot of people don't know how to cook. You know, one of the things that the, the single moms group, they're, they're trying to put together a cookbook of, of basic, simple recipes where you don't have to have really fancy ingredients, but you can stretch a penny a little further. You know, so if you have some recipes like that, type them up and put them in the box out there so that they can go into the recipe box. You know, a lot of people don't know how to clean house. You know, and maybe you think I'm joking, but, but they don't. They, they don't understand the, why it matters to keep a house clean. Teach wisdom from the Bible. And if you don't know what that wisdom is, then go and learn it yourself. You know, pour into someone's life, someone other than ourselves. Now, I'm going to finish this message by asking all of the, the ladies in just a moment to stand up. You know, if you're a female, I'm going to ask you to, to stand up. And what I want to do is I'm going to pray a prayer of blessing for you. But as I pray it, I'm going to pray it as if there's only one person in here so that it's a personal prayer, a personal blessing. I don't want to just kind of say, well, all the ladies, I, I want it to sound like it's for you specifically. So ladies, would you all please stand?
Let's bow. Dear Lord, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Thank you for the heart and soul of this dear lady. May you bless her right now. May you fill her with your incredible peace. Wrap her in your love. May she feel confident and worthy. As Psalm 45 teaches us, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her. Father, may she know the reality of this promise from you. My prayer is that she would grow closer to you every day. Fuel a desire deep within her to seek after you. I pray that she would lead a life by the example Christ set. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord would fulfill in his promises for her. May she face every challenge with courage and may she walk in integrity. Let her not be discouraged or broken, knowing that it is you, Lord, who sustains her. In 1 Corinthians, it says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was within me. Help her, dear Lord, with anything she is struggling with. Surround her with encouragement and fill her with your precious wisdom. May she experience joy in Jesus. Dear Lord, we praise you because she is fearfully and wonderfully your work and your wonderful person. Thank you for fearfully and wonderfully creating her. Thank you for giving her worth in your eyes. Help her to live as one you uniquely intended her to be. Help her to abide instead of strive living peacefully and joyfully as a daughter of the King and a co-heir with Christ. In Jesus' holy and precious name I pray, amen.